2: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
3: What's going on everybody, it's your boy Dylan, just reminding you that Topic Thunder podcast is a part of the Believe Network, and with Believe we have a main sponsor, they've been our constant, it's betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's features. And don't forget the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Capital letters to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hope you guys enjoy the pod.
1: What's up? What's up Thunder fans? It is a beautiful night in Oklahoma City. My name is Jerry and I'm sitting outside on my new outdoor couch. Uh and I am joined by just two awesome dudes. Uh one of them is part of the unit. Uh, I don't know why we let him stay around, but he's always hydrating and he's always drinking something. I don't know what it is in that bottle, but it is something coming from the great state of Virginia. Uh, It's Three Cone. Don't forget the underscore. What's up, man?
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate the underscore shout out there. Um, I'm doing good. It is water. I can confirm that for you. Um, But yeah, doing good. Uh, uh, You know, got about like what? What day is it today? 30th. (laughs) I've got about three or four days left of college, which is wild. Uh, So yeah, it's been... It's been weird, but, you know, I need the college semester to get out of the way so then I can focus uh, my entire hopes and dreams on the draft lottery. And then I have time to, um, you know, work off of that uh, misery when inevitably we end up with not the picks that we want. But, you know, it'll it'll work out somehow, hopefully.
1: You rat bastard. Like we literally just got done talking about this. All you had to say is we're getting picks one and two and then we're going to get it there.
0: I will cut this part out. Um, Yeah, just this part here just put me like really confidently saying, uh, yeah, I can't wait till we get picks one and two, man. I'm feeling really good about it. I don't think there's any other combination we end up with.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt it. So thank you, Connor. Um, So uh, we got a guest today. Uh, He's not new to us, um, but we love him, none the sense, um, or none the sense, nonetheless. Uh, So joining us today. This guy is a mass, Thirty-four thousand subscribers. He's a scouting savant, the dominator of the draft, and the paramount of prospect evaluation. He is a friend of the pod. Has the coolest name of anyone we have interviewed, and does not think that Josh Giddy is terrible at basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pod, Hoop Intellect, Keandre. What's up, man?
2: What's up? That was a that was a great intro. That's probably the best that uh, that I've gotten so appreciate it um i think this was the second podcast that i ever did um as a guest so i appreciate y'all having me back on once again
1: of course of course and for full disclosure i definitely wrote that dylan did not write that intro um (laughs) i actually stayed up all night and i did that by myself so um dylan's not here to say otherwise so even if he did we would never know so absolutely (laughs) um I'm just going to try to keep the trend because uh, Dylan keeps this thing rocking. So, uh, I mean, everybody, I already explained who Keandre is, uh, who hoop like. This guy is just amazing at the draft. And, of course, we all know that it is draft season. Um, and we always got to have our guy on to just sort of give us some ins and outs or maybe some players that we haven't thought about in certain spots. Uh, So just real quick, um, you know, Keandre, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions about the Thunder. Um, Not specifically about the draft, but just about the Thunder. So uh, let's just start off with the easiest subject to talk about. What do you think about Shea?
2: Yeah, Shea, you know, I think that he's, one of the best young guards in the league, uh, to put it simply, um, you know, a lot of people kind of stopped looking in his direction because of Thunder weren't that great of a team this year, of course, but I think he's still on that, that all-star type of level, that borderline all-star someone who's in those same conversations as the Darius Garland's, um, you know, Jaw made this ridiculous leap this year. I think that he's still, you know, sort of in that, in that stratosphere um, as somebody who, you know, is one of the best shot creators in the league. Nobody can stay in front of him and gets to the paint at will um, whenever he wants one of the most unique players in terms of aesthetics, you know, um, nobody really plays like him at all. Um, But yeah, I think he's a great player to to have and and cheer for and build around in OKC. So that's kind of my thoughts on Shea. But in addition to that, you know, he's got to be, top three best dressed you know he's on league fits every single day so that's got to be you know something to put on top of it too
1: what is up with the fact that oklahoma has probably we're probably about 10 years behind all fashion trends normally <laughs> and this guy's over here representing us being in gq i think this is his third time being in gq for sure his second um but you're absolutely right this dude is the the, the best dressed uh, of them all and um, I like what you said I like what you said there just because we're having a rough go around doesn't mean that he's not great um, so the next question is you know we had a pretty good draft well at least in my opinion but I'm hella biased um, and, you know we we had an undrafted or not well not an undrafted we had a what 17 I'm trying to remember the, the numbers off the top of my head. Is that right, Connor? Yeah, yeah. So Six, man.
0: seventeen. Um, Jerry was 31, I believe, or 32, and then Wiggins was 55.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we didn't get reached into the undrafted bucket this year. So, uh, we did pretty well. All those guys got rotation minutes uh, for the most part, just with injuries and other things that were going on. Uh, so after the season's over, what do you what do you give us as a grade? <laughs>
2: A grade, um, you know, I'm pretty bad at those. I try to stay away from those as much as possible. Um, but uh, you know, it, it has to be high. Um, you got Josh Giddy, of course, who would have been a shoe in for, you know, first team all rookie had he not missed those last, you know, several games. He was a four time uh, Western Conference rookie of the month, I believe putting up triple doubles youngest to do it. Um, one of the best young passes that I've seen um, in, in of course, we know we all know everything that he brings to the table, and, and then you've got Trey Mann, one of my personal favorites from last year's class, one of the shiftiest dudes out there. Um, flashed that super high scoring potential against some of the best defenses in the league. Gave Boston of all teams that you know. I think he had thirty against them. Mm-hmm. Um, he had several other big time performances. Dallas, uh, Utah, maybe if I can remember correctly. Um, but yeah, you know he's one of my favorites. I think that he's somebody that should figure well into the the rebuilding plan that OKC has going on right now. Then um, you got contributions from JRE and Aaron Wiggins, um, which is all you can really ask for in the second round. So I like the direction that they're going. The rookie class was really good, and you gotta also mention my guy uh, Lindy Waters, who wasn't technically in the draft class, but. Um, I feel like he has to be mentioned in there, too. So, shout out to him. I actually went to Oklahoma State the same time as him, played against him a couple times. So, it was dope to see him actually make it to the NBA.
1: That is actually really freaking cool. And uh, I don't know if you know, but this is the biggest Lindy Waters, the third standing podcast (laughs) out there. Um, I think Connor has a bumper sticker that says, I heart Lindy Waters. Um, Two of them. Yeah. (laughs) it's actually the it's actually the license plate oh (laughs) thank you um but uh yeah what a pickup what a pickup that kid could shoot lights out um so just you know talking about the thunder uh what do you think that sam presti is uh quote-unquote following his master plan here
2: i mean it it seems like it everybody from the the post-year uh, interviews and everything like that, everybody seemed to be all on the same page and confident in what he had going on and what he's building. Um, So I think that, you know, that everybody's headed in the right direction. And I really, for me personally, there's like kind of become this stigma around the Thunder as this team that's like, oh, they're tanking the, the black eye of the league and things of like that. And it's like, I don't understand why that's put on them specifically because, you know, they just made the playoffs with Chris Paul a few few years ago. Um, it's been really one year of tanking or whatever it's been, and they're they're making strides towards you know becoming a great team. And everybody has these down periods if they actually want to get back to the top. OKC, okay, the big three, the the Harden Westbrook Durant team wasn't just you know NBA Finals from the jump. Like there was a process to that. They weren't good at first. They had those names, but they weren't good. Um, so, you know, everything everything like that, I think they're headed in the right direction and you know, they have all all these picks and by by the time next season, I think they'll have a really good direction of where they want to go depending on who they got in this draft and just um being able to see if they want to package things for moving up in next year's draft to get a guy like uh Wimby or, you know, Dereck Whitehead, the Tampa Twins, a few other people or, you know, go ahead and you know, look for that next that star to kind of put together with whoever they have on the roster, Shea, and, and things of that nature. So I like what the direction they're headed, and I think it's going to maybe surprise some people in how quickly that they become a good team again. So,
1: again.
0: Yeah. Um, something that's really interesting is, like, because this is the first time we've seen them rebuild in a while, so it's very weird, like, being the fan of a team that's rebuilding, like, I just still don't think I figured it out like wanting because like of course I'm good, like I have found myself incapable of like cheering against the thunder like even when we get wins I'm like yeah that's awesome except last year's Clippers win at the end of the season that one killed me that was one of the hardest wins I've ever watched um but yeah so um very weird process that we're going through I'm excited about it, though I am I know there's like a subsection of thunder fans that are like uh, like, like oh, we like got to go all in now, like stuff like that. And that are like, um I don't know. I just feel like people are like somewhat impatient. And it was interesting because Shay said something. I don't know how much you saw from the, uh, the exit interviews, but he talked about like being really excited about what's coming next. And he had like kind of a laugh and he's like, I can't say too much right now, but like, You know, he kind of seemed to like know that or like think that something's coming. Uh, I don't know what that is because I still feel like all Sam Presti preached was, oh, patience, like it's going to take a while, stuff like that. Um, But I don't know. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just it's been it's been a weird process. Um, Kendra, what
2: team are you a fan of again? I'm not a fan of any team. I'm just kind of a a fan of all the the players and just watching kind of people develop and things of that nature yeah um, but but yeah it seems like presti has laid out whatever he has you know cooked mm-hmm. up to the rest of the team so everybody's on the same page and shake really is the guy that you want to be along with And everybody else it kind of doesn't matter like who really cares if if you know everybody loves ludor but like who cares if he's like ah, i'm not with this you know he's just gonna <laughs> move or whatever you said that to the the wrong, guy who's... you said that's the wrong guy buddy <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, I I am a Lundor fan too. So, uh yeah, but you know, if he's if he's somebody, you know, if it's Shay that's like, you know, I went out, that's kind of a, a issue cuz he is the the best player on the team. He's the star. Um and yeah. he's the oldest, so it's like he has to be okay with whatever timeline's going on. And he is, yeah. so that's a great position to be in.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's I'm I'm excited for what's coming. What were you going to say, Jerry? I was going to say, you were talking about Sam Presti, talking about the patience and everything, but if any GM is going to pull, like, the biggest rope-a-dope in all of history, it's Sam Presti. So, like, for all we know, we're about to get KD, Russ. uh, Who else (laughs) has been on Twitter recently uh, that we're going to get? Yeah.
0: Where did that, like, KD – all of a sudden there was, like, a random push from Thunder fans. Like, oh, KD's coming back in 2023. Like, I don't know. what I don't know, y'all. I don't think that's – I don't think that's happening. Don't get me wrong.
1: It would be nuts if that happened with this squad, like absolutely nuts. And I think that they would be really freaking good. Like, I don't know what it was about this Nets team. I just never believed them in them, even from the beginning. So, um, but I'm definitely a, a KD hater right now, unless he puts on Thunder (laughs) blue again. So
0: yeah, then he comes back and it's
1: completely forgiven. Oh dude, the Jersey (laughs) is coming out the closet so quick. Y'all won't even know. Um,
0: yeah, you already you already have one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's ready to go. I, ne- well, I never
0: got a KD jersey. So I I, <laughs> d- I didn't have anything to burn, you know, like angsty 16-year-old me. I didn't have anything to like throw in the trash and be like, I can't believe
1: this. So dude, that was, I got the I dopest that. one. It's the blue one with the thunder you know, the blue and white one, Ooh, like
0: the Navy one. Yeah. yeah. That That's a good the pick. Side.
1: Yeah. Dopest one ever. You get
0: it, Jerry. You get
1: it. Yeah. Well it's either that or I'm going to sell it like 10 years from now. Cause it's retro after he retires and somebody mm-hmm. will buy it for me for like, like $500. So, um, there you go. Yeah. I'm in it for the long game one way or another. <laughs> uh, no, but I just wanted to say that like, if anyone's going to do anything crazy, it's Samuel Presty. Uh, that guy just doesn't surprise me anymore and i can call him samuel because me and you took a picture with him Cone, so uh yeah think-
0: yeah we're be- we're best friends now you and i and him mm-hmm. uh are you so good for lunch with him next weekend
1: i'm hoping so um if he shows right. up i'll be there um i don't think he knows but who
0: yeah i don't care yeah yeah that's all right i i'm sure i'm sure he got the email
1: we sent them yeah <laughs> totally got yeah. it definitely absolutely absolutely um <laughs> so keandre moving on let's let's talk about the draft where your expertise is at so uh right here right now april 30th on a beautiful oklahoma night kansas night and virginia night um what's your top eight what's your big board look like
2: my top eight right now um so i kind of go back and forth with a lot of different things um you know as of now Paulo is my number one player on my board. Um, <laughs> so you, don't understand,
1: be... you don't understand, Keandre. I'm fist pumping like a mofo right now because I got called <laughs> all types of stuff for saying that he is absolutely hands down the most NBA ready out of all, you know, the, the the top five guys. So just thank you. I'm done interrupting. Paulo. you guys heard it from Keandre. His number one on his big board.
2: Yeah, you just look at his combination of a, a size, you know, dribble pass and the potential to shoot it. Um and I think he's it's kind of been overblown his defensive abilities. I think that he's a little bit better on that end than his reputation has become. Um and then we've got, you know, it's it's really difficult between um Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith Jr. Uh for me, I'd probably go Chet number 2 at the moment. Um and we've got Jaden Ivey at 4. Um and then things start to get a little, a li- probably a little bit different. I've got Shaden Sharp at five at the moment. Um, I really like his potential. I've got a video coming out on him pretty soon, so um, stay tuned for that. Um, and then we have Jalen Duran at, what is that, six, um, AJ Griffin at number seven, and Keegan Murray at number eight. So that's kind of my rough top eight at the moment. There's a couple other players who I think could kind of be interchangeable with the, those last few, but um, that's where I'm at. Respectable. I mean,
0: I, I was going to say, it sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, dev- I'm really excited about because um, I watch a lot of your stuff to get ready for the draft because I'm really bad at keeping up with college basketball. Um, but especially with like Shaden sharp, he's it's like so interesting to me that whole situation. So I'm excited that you've got something coming out about him. Um, I this is something I asked last time like last draft pod that I was on but like how do you like how do you evaluate like because he's only got like high school stuff so how do you really evaluate that like like what do you take into account like what do you kind of look for to kind of think about how he's going to translate to the league when you're just evaluating like high school tape
2: yeah you kind of just have to look at a number of different things, it's kind of the, the raw talent. What can you what are you doing against the level that you're at? Are you, you know, being super effective? Um, and then, you know, the areas that they are scoring on the floor, the, the sort of separation, um, you're looking at things like athleticism, size frame, things of that nature. Um, just kind of the, the baseline skill sets and then just whatever is really like jumping off of the page. So for him, it's like the shot creation. Um, somebody at that size being able to to do what he can off the dribble and being able to shoot like he can. Um, those are kind of the, the things that I'm looking at with with Shaden, and I'm really impressed by him. But at the same time, you know, there is some risk that is involved with um with him, you know, taking him at certain parts of the draft. And I think that is going to be interesting on draft night to see where he ends up because of those. And the mm-hmm. teams will obviously have more access than we do from the outside, so they'll be able to put him through workouts, be able to you know sort of get a sense of his work ethic and things of that nature. Um, but from just looking at his uh, time with you play playing in AAU, in AAU in the EYBL or um, with Dream City Christian on the on the prep circuit and in high school that's just kind of what we have to go off of and kind of just weigh against some past players and the competition that he was facing and kind of just make a sort of educated guess or projection from there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. He's, I'm like you said, I'm really curious to see where he falls. I have a very weird feeling that he feels like a guy that OKC would pick up. I can't explain it, um, assuming, of course, we're not in the top three, because I'm guessing if we're in the top three, it'll probably be one of those guys. Although I've seen crazier things from Sam Presti. Um, Josh but yeah, Giddy. for some reason, <laughs> Josh Giddy coming <laughs> at number six. Uh, Jerry was a real big fan of that pick. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't gone back and I don't think I've gone back and listened to that pod yet. I need to go back and listen because I heard you were really happy with it, but um, there's a video floating
1: around Uh, anytime that I say anything nice about Josh Giddy. What? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to tell Dylan about that. Um, Okay. So, uh, but Tiffany Anytime I say anything nice about Josh Giddey, she plays the video because she recorded me right as we picked him and I my reaction to it. And I quote Keandre: "There was all these other guys on the board, and we picked this F and D head um, <laughs> as loud as I could, and then I jumped in my pool. Um, I don't remember if I was naked or not, um, but I was really mad about it's it. It's all so, blur from that yeah. night. Oh, yeah, I
2: was. Who famous. did you want?" What did you I, want?
1: I can't even remember who I. I, I think I wanted Singoon. and like hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like no matter what, like you could always say you would do it better. Um, and I am so happy with our pick now. Um, like elated about it. I think it was just the perfect, the the perfect pick for us going forward. Um, and I think it's still a good cornerstone. Let's just say Shay does get a wild hair and wants to bounce out of here. I wholeheartedly believe you could kind of build a team around Josh Giddey and him, them still be successful. Uh, But, but yeah, uh, I was not happy about it until, I don't know, like (laughs) November 3rd or something like that. Then I was like, I like (laughs) this guy a lot. Um, He's great. Um, So speaking of, you know, just fits with OKC and whatnot um, out of the top three that you have, Who's the best fit right here, right now to make this team inch that much closer to the playoffs?
2: Yeah, so this is kind of this is really tough. Um, They're all very different, but kind of play similar positions. I think they'll kind of be in that fourth spot early on, at least. Um, I think Jabari Smith fits most easily with basically every team. You know his his baseline skill set as this three and D, you know, wing slash forward is you know it's gonna be. He's going to be a contributor on any high-level team. Um, you know, Chet, of course, he's a defensive menace, really skinny but super tough and has a tremendous upside in terms of potential shooting and creation at seven foot plus. And then you've got Paulo, who, once again, I, I say, is the best prospect in a vacuum, um, his ability to make plays at 6'10". He can dribble past, potential to shoot. Um, so that's kind of wh- where I'm at on it. But I think that I would go with, I think I would go with Chet just because of his defensive capabilities. Um, it's it's really tough because the thing that in terms of like team building, Paolo is somebody who also wants to get to the rim. He wants to get inside. When you have Shea, you have Giddy already who will kind of occupy the same space. And if he's not, his shooting isn't coming along in terms of that. Um, that aspect, it can get a little little clunky there. Um but I think if you any direction that you go, you can make a real case for it. That's why it's really tough for me to decide. Um, but that's I think I just like the, his his defensive potential um, quite a bit. And then once you get into those other picks, kind of factoring those in, you can go in a different direction that kind of um, mends or, or brings a little bit to the table what maybe one of those other guys would have picked. Um, but that's if y'all have number one. I don't know if that's gonna happen. So you might not be in that dilemma. It might be a little easier decision. And, you know, that that's, that's part of it. But that's kind of where I'm at on that. But you ask me tomorrow, I might change my mind. <laughs> I can <could> really <laughs> sit here and make the case for all of them. So,
1: Well, and remember what we said, Keandre. We are getting picks number one and number two. There's no other, <laughs> no other fit. So, um, so alternatively here, uh, so outside of the big three, whose fit do you like? most for okc
2: yeah so after the big three of those three i definitely like the idea of Shade and sharp and okc you know playing off of shea and giddy um and the rest of the the core there i really like um jalen durin being in the middle being that lob threat that josh giddy really has never had um even going back to the nbl he was not playing with anybody who could jump more than twenty four inches off the ground. <laughs> um but uh I think I would go with Jalen Duran um out of outside of the the top three because of you know what he brings in the middle. Just the Thunder I just haven't had that presence. Everybody who's played the center has been six nine. Um and I just like his long term potential. Uh, some of the things that he can do potentially as a as a shooter, as a passer. Uh and then, obviously, what he brings to the table defensively, lob threat. I think it would work really well with this team. And then, again, you can go in so many different directions with the rest of the draft or in um, free agency, just kind of building around those those
0: three. I've I've said a million times on this pod and just in general, if there's one thing I want coming out of this draft, it is some lob threat for Josh Gideon and Shea. That is abs- That's part of why I like Jalen Duren so much. I also think he just has a lot of other skills like um that would fit pretty well in this team but just even if it's not like our top pick or even like the second pick just i i need a lob threat for those two guys because i think it would open up their game so much it would be huge for giddy the the crazy lobs that he could throw it would just that's like the one big thing i want coming out of this draft so i completely agree with
1: you with the jalen duran thing i've been high on duran for a long time so uh I concur with the both of you fine gentlemen. Uh, So what if we strike out on that? What do you think about, and this just isn't a question, this is something that I just thought of because I'm really high on him, Mark Williams for sort of a lob threat, big guy type of guy, you know, that would fit in with these guys.
2: Yeah, I definitely like Mark Williams in this draft. It kind of got a little bit different down the stretch of the season. Now he's kind of projected as a late lottery pick. I'm not 100% Rolling with that, um, I think he's more of a, a top 20-ish type of guy. But if for some reason that the, the Thunder kind of trade up or getting into that, he he definitely makes sense. Um, but just in, in general, without talking about the picks, he, he obviously makes sense with this group. Lob threat, um, rim protector, has like a 7-8 wingspan, um, definitely fits in with this group for sure.
1: I like to hear it. I like to hear it. So, uh, you know, we got the Clippers pick. Worst it can fall is number, what is it, 12 or 13? Someone correct me here. Is it 12? It's at
0: 12. The lowest it could fall, I think, is it could theoretically fall to 14, I believe, but that would be, like, the most absurd odds ever. Um, So the lowest
1: it's probably going to be is 12, yeah. Okay. So with the 12th pick, Oklahoma City Thunder, who are they picking and why?
2: Yeah, with the 12th pick, so – if you look on Tankathon all the time, they have Jalen Duran going there. I don't think that he'll fall that far. Maybe he does, and then you just hit a home run um, on draft night, in my opinion. Um, but if he's not there, then I think that Sam Presti is going to be looking at, you know, guys like Jeremy Sohan, um, Tari Eason, Dyson Daniels, some guys who can bring a lot of different things to the table, especially defensively. Um, they can pass, um, guard multiple positions. Um, I think that those are some real obvious targets for them to make and they they fit in they fit in with this group really well, um, especially the ones that can, can potentially play the fourth spot. And then you've got somebody who's kind of a wild card like Uzman Jang, who I think Pressey could could kind of fall in love with on on draft night. Um, you know, he's a he's a wiry six ten wing slash guard. He's had a really slow start in the NBL this season and really turned it on towards the end mean um, he's got a lot of, a lot of talent defensively. He's raw, but you know, in time, I think that he's somebody who could turn into a real high impact player. And obviously, Sam Presti looks for that. I mean, the man picked Poku, so um, you never know what what could happen.
0: We love and Poku. Lo- we do love Poku. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting guys there at twelve. It feels like. There's a lot of different ways we could go. Um, a lot of like the guys you mentioned, I think they all bring very unique things to the table. So that's the pick I'm because obviously like there's like kind of a consensus amongst most people, like kind of who's going to go like around like the four ish range. Say we just stay there like the top four or five. There's like a couple of different guys that could be both 12. It, feel, it feels like it's very up in the air, especially like like if. If uh, Jalen Duran fell to twelve, like you said, I think that would be because um, he's a guy like I would like. I would love if we fell like a few picks to like six or like seven or something. I would be totally cool getting him there. Um, so if he fell all the way to twelve, that would be insane. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious the way that we go with that pick. I think just. Bring in any guy that can kind of give us some three point shooting, be a lob threat, just a force down low. Someone, anyone taller than six nine, like you said. Um, I think any of those picks would be good.
1: I kind of agree with you guys on all the <laughs> points. Uh, so. Going a little bit deeper into the draft, uh, we also have the 30th and 34th pick. Who are some some guys, you know, that late that you think would fit well or, you know, someone that we should actually just take a swing on, maybe a little project player with a lot of upside?
2: Yeah, so 30 and 34, you kind of got some flexibility. Now, I don't know if they'll keep both of these picks because, um, you know, you don't want to bring in all these rookies and try to develop everybody, have a super young team again um but you know it's possible um i think that you have the potential to if you didn't get one before you get an, a rim protector live threat here you've got guys like christian coloco out of arizona you've got ishmael kamagate um some of those guys who can kind of uh potentially fill that need uh walker kessler out of auburn um, potential picks here at 30 or 34 and then outside of that i think. You can go in a couple of different directions. I think one that I would probably go in is looking at players like Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. You've got Vince Williams from VCU, a Christian Brown, KU, just some, some sort of guys who are a little bit older can immediately fill a role and, you know, he's somebody who's going to kind of be in your rotation going forward as you try to make this playoff push in the next two to three years, Um, a Jake LaRavia. At a Wake Forest and London is Williams guys like that, maybe a window more somebody who's going to do a lot of things. Well, they can guard multiple positions. They um, don't have too many true weaknesses in their game, but you know, that they're going to contribute and I like that. Um, even as they're a little bit older or you go in a different direction when you just go and take maybe the possible highest upside here and you've got guys like Josh Minot from um, Memphis who's super athletic. He doesn't have the shot yet, but he does a lot of things. Well, he can defend, um, he can pass it a little bit. He's been had great flashes as a driver and creating some things on his own. Um, or you go with a guy like, uh, Leonard Miller out of Canada, who's making some, a lot of noise lately after the, the Nike hoop summit, um, lefty. He can do a lot of different things, fluid mover, Um, but there's a little bit of unknowns, but, you know, knowing Sam Presti, I think he would be one to take a swing at this position, especially, um, and then, you know, somebody like Patrick Baldwin Jr., whose stock has kind of drifted just a little bit, um, he might be available here, six, nine, somebody who can really shoot it. He has the potential to to score well, didn't have great numbers at, uh, UW Milwaukee, but I think there's a lot of potential there. And, And if you've watched him play and you've seen him in different settings, you, Um, probably agree with me. So that's kind of the direction that I would go with. I think that just somebody who can really contribute, um, going forward. And then obviously if you don't have the rim protector, the lab threat at this point, then you go ahead and get that there, but there's a lot of flexibility in, you know, I don't think it's as deep or as talented as last year's draft by any means, but this could be kind of a sweet spot of the draft, you know, this early thirties range, um, Again, not as talented as last year where you had Io Herb Jones, um, JRE was in there, a few others. I know I'm forgetting. Um, but some guys who can kind of fill those same kind of roles and and really contribute early on in their careers.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, the Thunder, all right? Sam Presti, he's, he's a man of many words and he's very good at them. Um, he once said that we draft people, not players. Uh, so with that said, what type of guys do you think that would fit into that co- category of, of thunder people? Um, and then also who should we avoid? Like just run away.
2: Yeah. So from, from this perspective, I can't really speak on it like too much in, in that, in that regard. Like, I don't know them like that. If I had, if I had somebody who I knew personally, or there was like a great guy or, or somebody who was doing all kinds of wild stuff, maybe I would, you know, talk about them. But uh, I can basically only go like off of what I see on court. And a lot of the guys that we already mentioned kind of fit that 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 mold. Um, I think all those guys, especially in that um, early second round range, the the Christian Browns, the, you know, Jake LaRavia, Zolanda Williams, some guys in that kind of range, they really fit as those potential lifelong thunder role player kind of guys who really make a high impact and and contribute for a long time like the nick Collisons, um the the guys like that who you who are fan favorites maybe don't do the kd type of things but um impact winning in a real way so i that's all i would really say on that i can't really speak to anything else um
1: Okay. Hey, Dylan, uh, me and Keandre both think that was a terrible question. So how about you never ask a question like that again? Um, see how I'm doing that Connor, just going to throw him under the bus the whole way. Uh, and then yeah. take the credit for the good uh, stuff. By the way,
0: Jerry, that, yeah, I was gonna say Jerry, that was a really great intro you did for Keandre at the beginning of this, man. I'm really impressed with <laughs> what like, you're able to pull off.
1: Yeah. I, like I said, I really, I worked really, really hard on it. I can't believe I was able to do it either. Um, I just I believe thank, you, man. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I just want to thank my mama. Uh, my wife, my daughter, um, you know, just all my my lovely supporters out there, all six of them. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dylan, terrible question. Uh, totally messing around. So moving on to the next question. So uh, let's just assume that, you know, our odds stay where they're at right now. So right now it's 4 12 30. Uh, What's a, a fun player combo you'd like to see us get?
2: Yeah, so I put a a couple of these together. Um, I think something like you get Shaden Sharp at four, you get um, Jalen Duran at 12, and then you get Vince Williams um, at 30. I think that that is a great draft. You get a lot of different things. You hit a lot of different points. You got somebody like Shaden who... Has all the potential. He can really score. It fits well next to, to Shea, Giddy, Lou Dort, the rest of them. Um, you get Jalen Duren, who we already talked about, um, what he brings to the table in terms of this team and his overall potential. And you get a guy like Vince Williams, who's a lefty. Um, he can defend. He really shot it at a high level for his entire career at VCU. Um, he does a lot of things as well, really pass it. He's just one of those dudes who you know is going to play for a long time um, in the NBA and really contribute. He might... F- have uh, fallen under the radar just because he went to VCU, but I think he picks up steam um, across the process. Um, but that's that's one that I really like. I think potentially if for whatever reason, maybe a Jaden and Ivy or a Jaden sneaks into the top four, you get Paolo at four. Um, you go ahead and get Dyson Daniels at 12. Um, somebody who can do a lot of different things. Um, defend also you got the Australian connection with him and Josh Giddy that'd be fun to see. And then you get a guy like Christian Coloco at 30. Um, rim protection, somebody who's really improved rapidly over the last year. I think that he's going to continue that rate in the in the NBA and especially in the Thunder organization, it, it could be a really good fit. So those three would be another really uh cool, interesting draft. Um I'm interested to hear what do you what do you guys kinda kinda have as your Dream picks.
0: I mean, the group that you mentioned um, with the, uh, like, like the Shaden Duran and then just, like, grabbing, like, that role player at 30, I think that would be incredible. Shaden's the guy I've really, like, got, I've kind of gotten really high on, like, the more I, like, learn about him and kind of see people talk about him. He's the guy that I think... Because Jay Nivy, while he is really good, just feels like a weird fit at four. And I think that taking the upside of like Shaden, who could fit way better, I like that a lot. Um, And we've already talked about like Jalen Durant as a pick. I think he would be an incredible fit for this roster. So if we could get those two guys, that would be incredible. And like you said, if any of those top three guys somehow manage to fall out, um, whether it's like a Shaden jumps up and like he gets more steam and we get one of those three guys at four. Um, Dyson Daniels is someone who coming into like recent draft process, like I wasn't super high on him, but the more that I've like talked to people about him, like, Um, if I like him a lot more as a fit, I think I kind of misunderstood who he was as a player and I like him now. I think he could be a pretty good role player on this team uh, knocking down shots, playing good defense, things like that. Things that, uh, this team could really use, um, building on that defense that was top 10 for a little bit, bringing in some shooting. So that's another, uh, guy that I like a lot there. Um, so yeah, really any combination of those guys I think would be, um, awesome. So, I, I'm i very similar in like the same boat as you. Um, I like a lot of those like role player guys, lob threats, and then I love the upside of getting Shaden at four if he's there, assuming like nothing crazy happens.
1: See, and I think I'm I don't know how I felt about Shaden yet. Like, I know he's good, like, I've watched a couple of videos on him. I'm just not sure how I'm like, all right, is he really just going to be able to make that leap into the league all of a sudden? Um, cause I really think that it takes a special kind of kid to do that. Um, but then also, you know, he, he didn't play this year. So that, that's another factor that I look at, but I kind of like him there just cause I think that three headed monster in a year or two from now would be really, really fun to watch. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm big on Duran, I'm big on Daniels. Um, I don't know where EJ Lindell's falling at right now. I've seen him all over the place, but I really like him. I think he's NBA ready. Um, you, just the plays that he makes and wh- what he's able to do on the floor. So everybody else I kind of agree with, though, in that 30 spot. Um, I like the Co kid, or I can't even say his last name. It's Orson Um, And it took me a whole season to figure that one out. But um, – yeah, I, I think you said it perfectly, Keandre. Like, there's so many freaking options and so much flexibility that you can make where you're not risking too, too much. You know, you're not pulling any just crazy triggers to try to draft these guys, um, and you're either going to get something out of it or you're not. It's, you know, it's it's no harm, no foul because we all know 2023 is the place to be, uh, as far as draft wise goes. So, um, yeah. That, that's sort of my thoughts on that.
2: Yeah. yeah. If, if somebody like EJ Liddell were to, to fall to that area, i definitely highly consider him. What do you um, have on that right uh, now? Right now, he is 23 on my board. So um, See, I've not seen as 100-
1: low as like 13, 14, 15, and then as high as 25 to like 28. I've seen him just kind of all over the place.
2: Yeah, I think he could be a candidate that they potentially, you know, package their picks and trade up for, depending on how the, the first half of the draft went. Um, he's somebody who is definitely going to make an instant contribution somewhere off the bench. I think, you know, there's a uh, plenty of other teams who would really want him on their squad, like the Bulls, for example, just having somebody who could play the four, he can guard, you know big, big wings, uh, forwards and things of that nature. He can protect the rim a little bit, um, score, shoot the three. He's somebody who, who definitely could make a contribution for this Thunder team.
1: I just like him cause it's EJ and I used to drink E and J a lot in college. Uh, <laughs> y'all probably don't know about that, but, um, it's, it's very cheap, but it's very good. Um, so just next question is, you know, if we were to ask you to just give us a bold prediction about what the Thunder draft, what would it be?
2: Yeah. So I, I guess it's not really bold because we've kind of touched on it, but just really expect the unexpected. Um, I think the plan that we've kind of all kind of come to agreement on or that I've laid, kind of laid out is pretty good. I, I like but you think back to last year, everybody in the Thunder fan base and everybody a lot of people on the outside wanted James Book night, You know, Jonathan Kamingo was a popular pick. Everybody thought that Scotty Barnes was gonna be there at six until like a week or so before the draft. And it was like, oh, hold on. Um so you kind of just gotta expect to whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. Presty's gonna do what he's gonna do. And um, if you are a Thunder fan and you're invested in the team, you kinda just gotta trust that. Hopefully, People kind of learned their lesson last year about with Josh Giddey, so. um and yeah, that would be kind of my. <laughs>
1: and Aaron Wiggins.
2: Yeah. And Jay so, Rob,
1: uh, like, yeah, impeccable job. Yeah. And you didn't get it a grade earlier, so can we get a letter grade on that draft last
2: year? Let's get a letter grade. Grades are. I'm gonna tough. give it. Yeah. I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A, but okay. like I don't have any context for who who's getting the the Bs and the Cs from the draft, so, like, I'd have to, like, really look through it to to figure that out, but I'm giving in the A just based off the strength of getting Trey Mann where they got him, so. All right, so. Because um, I thought he was a lottery pick. Who got an F then last year? Who got an F? I don't know if anybody got an F in last year's draft. Like, right. I think the 21 class was just too good to get an F. I'm trying to think. who.
1: All right, maybe F is too far, okay? We're in 2022. We get better grades now unless you just don't try, so. Who got a D minus? You're, Jerry, you're me, gonna make him make him have to look up draft classes. And I'm stuff looking, and yeah, I'm looking picks, it up. But, um, geez, that's what I do. I really, I'm be honest. I I, I, mean, don't, I, don't I was gonna know. say I feel
0: like it was a really good draft class. Like I feel like every team got some type of value, unless you only had like one late pick and you just kind of missed. But like it.
2: I would say someone? I would say I like these players. I thought it was a really good draft at the time, but if you're not going to play them in any way, and that's kind of uh, because of James Borrego in Charlotte, yeah. then you kind of get a lower grade just because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would go with with Book Knight, um, Kai Jones, and JT Thor. But I really like all those players, so I wouldn't really completely say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously Borrego got fired, so they'll probably – that's probably yeah. part of the reason. So, uh. bringing
1: Daddy Ball, he's coming in next to coach that team. <laughs> We're we'll here first, everybody. God Not man, really. Man.
0: That would be a that would be a great day on NBA Twitter oh, if Levar got hired as like, the Hornets
1: That coach. That's yeah, a great time. Screw Elon Musk. Like that might break Twitter. Like legit might break <laughs> Twitter.
2: Definitely would. Definitely would.
1: All right. Well, we got an A, guys. You heard it from Keandre. Um, so. Uh, so dylan dylan wrote out this itinerary i'm gonna throw him under the bus here um he put rapid fire down but didn't give me any context it just says a bunch of random words Um, and i understand what he's trying to go after but i can't think of anything off the top of my head right now so um with with that said um what is your realistic what are the Thunder gonna get as far as picks go in the lottery? Like what's your if you're running Tankathon right now and you're it, what do you have Mass? Get on Tankathon right now and just hit it once and let's we'll see what happens. <laughs> get on
2: Tankathon, we will be hitting the sim lottery right now. Okay, so okay, see so gets number five and twelve. That's a terrible so,
1: tank-a-thon. Re- do it again. Do it again. Do it again. We can't have so Do it long. again.
2: That was worse. Uh, 6 and 12. Um, oh, god. Hey,
0: Jerry, I, I ran one. OKC, okay, 1 and 12. OK, I'll take that.
1: I'll take that. I, guess, I got come. you. I, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Dude, it was like my second one. Pre- my second one ever, I got 1 and 2, and I about crapped my pants. So... Um, <laughs> I know that the pickings are slim on that, but it would just be awesome as hell if that happened.
2: Yeah. And, be, every time I did it on here, it got progressively worse. This one is seven and 12. Oh, yeah. Just um, stop. <laughs> John, just, just, stop
1: just stop. Just stop please. As yeah, team, we'll, we'll
2: make you stop running it.
1: <laughs> what are the top two highest picks ever by a team? I don't know. The, I don't, the top There's two no, highest picks. Like for one team, what's the top? picks that they received.
2: I like, know Cleveland had one and four with Kyrie and Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how you would Google that.
1: Well I think no I think that's probably it. One and four is kind of it's kind of tough to get. And didn't they get one of those from a trade though? That was from the LeBron move or something like that. No. That was the the H-C. Kyrie
2: pick was from the the Kyrie pick was from the Clippers I think. Okay. In the, uh, the Baron yeah. Davis trade. Yep, yep, yeah.
0: All right. After looking it up, um, in nineteen eighty-three, the Rockets had picks one and three. Um, so I don't know if anyone's ever had one and two, but they had one and three. They got Ralph Sampson and Rodney mccray
1: So nice. Solid, solid guys. I watched them back in the day. Um (laughs) not really. Uh yeah, back when you back (laughs) back when you were our age, you were watching them. Yeah. Uh huh one and three so that's just something else we can beat the rockets at um if we get one and two so uh we should definitely yeah, there make that go happen. i'd definitely be petty as hell on twitter for a little bit uh, if that happened um so yeah keandre uh you got anything to plug anything that you want to just speak on real quick or step on
2: uh uh-huh. not really um I just, you know, got the YouTube channel going, Hoop and Elect. Um, You can obviously find me there. Um, I'm on Twitter, Hoop a Elect with three L's. Shout out uh, to the guy with the twos. Yeah. Um, Let him have his name already. <laughs> Gosh.
0: Man, I, I feel you on that with having to have the underscore in my at because there's some dude who, like, hasn't tweeted in four years with three cone, as is a Twitter at. So, I get yeah. it.
2: The dude with the at, like, he hadn't tweeted in – three years and then like last week he tweeted something um so oh, i don't know if i'm getting that back <laughs> um but uh yeah you that's... can follow me on twitter i'm on instagram hooping a um yeah that's pretty much pretty much it i appreciate y'all for having me on i think we had a pretty good conversation laid a lot of different things out
1: oh
0: yeah man oh, um like i said like i said earlier um for anyone listening like definitely check out Keandre's channel Uh, as someone who um, is really bad with like keeping up with college basketball, like I said, and especially with like prospects from overseas or just playing in different leagues. Um, I watched like almost all of your videos last year leading up to the draft. Um, So shout out to you for helping carry my draft knowledge. Um, But yeah, definitely go check out his channel. It's great. And also a good Twitter follow. Um, Whenever Trey man does something great, I know I can count on him to be right there. So I appreciate it, man
1: yeah that's awesome that's awesome no uh i'm not even gonna lie i'm gonna have to just back cone up on this since we always back each other up uh that's literally how i get most of my draft knowledge too uh keandre has a gift uh y'all go enjoy it it's 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 really good um and he just has a good way of just keeping you engaged throughout the video so uh go check him out uh hoop intellect don't forget the twitter app with three l's um, cause that one jerk still has his thing. Uh, we should probably all DM him at the same time and see if we can help our boy get his Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> cause that'd be pretty cool. Uh, that'd be a moment in Twitter history. So, uh, Keandre, just thank you again for coming and just sharing your time with us, man. Uh, I'm glad you're safe from the Kansas tornadoes. Um, crazy, crazy stuff happening over there. Um, So, yeah, uh, thanks again, man. I hope you have just a great rest of your draft season. Uh, This is Jerry again. We got Connor and signing off uh, with Keandre. As always, y'all,
3: thunder up. Thunder up.